You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Lori, good to see you again. How you been? Oh, great, Dave. How are you? Good, good. And, you know, jam-packed weekend. Uh, started off with Valentine's oh, Day. Yes. Valentine's, Valentine's Day is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, you know, chocolates and stuff. And, <laughs> and I haven't seen many chocolates. And it's Family Day weekend, too. Yes, so, that's nice. The holiday Monday. So, uh, mm-hmm. But in the midst of it. In the midst of it. In the midst of those two special day sandwich, we bring you the meat and the substance that you need to know. <laughs> yes, you need to know. Inside Some people need to know this. Yeah, yeah. Lori Patrick with me from Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc. And uh, I love the stories that you come in with. Because you'll get this thing, and something will happen during your week. And you'll go, okay, yeah, I'm writing that down. I got to tell Dave about this. And, just, <laughs> and this is how we, we, you know, we kind of get ready. Mm-hmm. I mostly show up. You do all the talking, but you know. <laughs> So what happened this week? What, well, what's what's the word? I thought I sellers needed a little bit of a review. I did buy a review a few weeks ago yep. for the new year. So I was I had a new client referred to me by our client, first time home buyer, and so we went out and looked at a lot of houses. And I was filing it away for it's time to be telling the sellers they need a review on how to present your home for sale <laughs> when I'm coming to show it. So we went and we looked at quite a few probably 25, 30 homes over a few days. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of hard and fast, intense. And um, first of all, I want to give you some pointers. Access, let me in the house. Accommodate me as best you can. It's not convenient sometimes selling your home, but I'm trying to get your home sold, and I'm there for a reason, so let me in. Secondly, we ha- I was running into, um, a lot of times now agents have the, the appointments set up through them, which I don't do this I don't understand. I don't understand, too, why you put a third person in the middle. It's easier for me to just have one contact with the seller and back. Cause I, so do you think maybe agents are going, oh, it makes it seem like I'm doing something more for, for my client, or they want to have control somehow, or... I think it's a control thing, perhaps. And I mean, in past, I could see it more because you wouldn't know about the showing. But now, when I'm opening a lockbox, that agent's notified that I'm showing the house, so yep. he knows I'm in there. But... To me, it's easier because what happens occasionally, and it happened this time, I show up and I'm starting to open the door. Well, the seller's home and has no idea I'm coming because mm-hmm. his agent forgot to set up the appointment. I mean, nobody likes that. No. I mean, it's uncomfortable for us. Surprise. It's uncomfortable for him. He's standing there and I'm thinking, what are you doing here? And I'm showing him on my phone. See, I, I asked your agent. He said he was setting it up. But uh, that happens. I just sometimes feel more comfortable if I'm dealing directly with the seller, they know I'm coming. I've confirmed it. And I'm not waiting for the agent to get back to me. The other, there was another one where the agent uh, left the country and didn't have anybody looking after his business. I spent a day trying to get into this house. And finally, I phoned the broker and said, do you know what's going on with this? Oh, he's out of the country. Well, I can't show this house. Now, you're not working for your seller very well. Yeah. Again, there, there was a, you know, some private sales because I will show those if I need to. And if you are a private sales seller, which you shouldn't be, call me. But in any case... Uh, when we come in to look at the house, give us your feature sheet and that, but you, you don't need to stick to us like glue through the house. Yeah. It makes buyers uncomfortable. They don't generally like the seller there in the house when they're there anyway. Yeah, it's kind of the instinct, I think, for a lot of for sale by owners. You know, they want to... I think so. Say, oh, make sure you see this. And, oh, they do. You know. And they're, and they're well-meaning. Um, mm-hmm. They're wanting to point out the features of your home. But I can see the features of your home for the most part. I've been doing this a long time. And if I have any questions, I'll absolutely come and find you and tell you. Um, and I'm not saying you have to leave. Just maybe... Mm-hmm hover less. It's a little <laughs> uncomfortable for us. But so the, the other thing that you struck me... To, you don't have to be part of the Presidential Secret Service detail. You don't <laughs> no. have to be that close. You don't need to be. I don't need to feel your breath. Okay. You could just go over in the, in the next room, maybe. 
but what, what was struck me most about this was we looked at quite a few homes and first day, not so much luck. Second day, not so much luck. And these are all in and around the same price range. I, I've got a range of about 40, 50,000. So, you know, that, that's a bit of a swing, but. And that's your range, right? Yeah. That way, I just want to make sure you're not looking for a home for 40 grand. No, no, sorry. Okay, I just want to make sure from, that... <laughs> from a low of this price to a high of this yeah. price, and that range was about 40 to 50,000. And, and we were, they were citywide, they weren't really specific. So we had a lot we could look at, a lot of inventory. The first two days, we didn't have much luck, and, and you know, buyers get discouraged. Yep. And then the third Especially day... first-time buyers, because they don't know what to expect. They're excited yep. when we first go out, right? Yep. And then the third day, we had much better luck. And these are homes that are priced in and around what we were looking at day one, day two. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes, you know, when we're setting up the showings, you can't really tell by the pictures. They look good in the pictures, and then when you get in the home, it's not as Quite well kept yep. as it looks. But so by day three, it was kind of a jackpot. Yeah, we found some nice homes. Nice. And they're in and around the same price range. So what I'm telling to sellers, it's really quite simple. If, if your home is in good showing condition, you've got it maintained nicely and you price it well, you're going to sell over all these other houses that are also priced around you. It's that simple. And, and a lot of these houses that we're going into, you, you're seeing things, and I see a lot of the same things. I always say I'm going to write a book, and it's going to be titled, Why is this like this? <laughs> because I will get that question from buyers all the time when we're going, why is this like this? And sometimes I know, and sometimes I don't, and think, yeah, why is that like that? But if you have an obvious, something's obviously broken, or it's an obvious code issue, you know, things like that. Fix it before you list it. Mm. Fix it before you put it on the market. So now I don't have to say, why is this like this? Because it, call, it brings attention to it, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're running into a lot of that before we get to the nice houses. So prepare your home for showing and price them accordingly. If you've got, say, comparable homes, let's say they're within that twenty, thirty thousand 30000 range of pricing. Mm-hmm. One is showing well. One doesn't have anything broken or little odds and ends. And the other one, not so much. When you walk into the one where there's little things broken and everything else, you're just helping to sell the other house. You're selling the other house. Yes, absolutely. And and if you're even a, you know a smart seller, if he's priced even just a little above maybe the other poor conditioned homes, I'm going to point out to the buyer, well, by the time you fix everything here or replace everything here and update everything in this house, you're going to be at the price of this house. Mm-hmm. So you can save yourself the trouble, and I'm sure we can negotiate the nicer house too down a little bit. And probably save yourself some money in the long run. So as a seller, you have to be able to price against your competition. Yeah. What's on the market? When we go out to, to market homes and I go out to price homes for sellers, this is almost as important to me what's on the market than recent sales. I can pull up recent sales quite easily, but I also want to look at what you're competing against. Mm-hmm. Those homes are sold. We're not yep. going to buy those ones anymore. But if there's five houses in your neighborhood, you have to be priced competitively with them and perhaps even a little bit less, depending on condition, of course. Mm-hmm. And little things, I mean, doorknobs being not on, closet doors aren't on, but that's becoming fairly common, it seems. Actually, you know, I, I see that now. All the time. just don't have closet doors. They don't have closet doors. So when buyers, when I first start out with them, they say, Why, where are the closet doors? Why is this like this? <laughs> so they're probably in the basement. They took them off and they put them in the basement. And, and sure enough, oftentimes we find them down there. Mm-hmm. But, stragglers. Yeah, stragglers. But, you know, little obvious things that just could make it show better. I mean... Poor condition homes can be priced very well and will sell because that's a certain buyer who wants that. But if you're pricing yourself competitively with the good condition homes, you're not going to sell it. You're going to sell their home. It's that simple. It's not only just the visual, too, when you walk in. Even if you're a smoker or not a smoker, you can tell if someone's <sighs> been smoking in that house. You can tell. You can smell smoke pretty quick. And cooking odors, that yeah, that was one of the other homes we walked into. The cooking odor was so strong, my buyer said, 
I can taste whatever that smell is. It was that strong. So how long do you think we stayed in that house? If not very long. If it's freshly baked bread or apple strudel, perhaps that's not a bad impression. That would have been good. To yes. leave, but if it's not... It was not, Dave. <laughs> and I think for the sellers, sometimes they may think, you know, oh, well, you know, we were getting a showing a week or a couple of showings a week. You know, let's have this for supper. I'm really in the mood for this. I'm sure it'll be fine, you know, and you're kind of rolling the dice that no one's going to come come in over the next, you know, 12 hours. Well, you are. And and so unless you have some sort of countermeasures, just, you know, big fans <laughs> and windows are open. Ionizer you, system. Yeah. If you're going to smoke up the house or cook something really strong while you're listed for sale and you have a showing, it's going to come back to you through feedback. If you smoke, smoke outside. If you don't smoke normally outside. already, just do it. Bite the bullet going to make it that much more saleable. It does. It does. Odors do have, uh, you know, because that's kind of a first impression thing when you walk right you in. And odors, I think, are even more strong of a memory thing than, than uh, and more impactful even than music. If you smell something, yeah, you it takes you right back to where you were when you smelt it before. If I smell cedar, I'm in the interior of BC and I'm nine years old <laughs> and me and my kid brother are camping out in a lean-to. Oh, on, nice. On our land we had out there. A good smell. But it's one of those things where it's such a You're powerful a trigger. Sense. It is. Well, it seems to be because, you know, when I open the door and we all go, oh, do you smell that? And they remember it. You're mm-hmm. right. They do remember it. And when it's an unpleasant smell, that's not how you want your house remembered. No. Looking to buy or sell? Turn the key. Call Lori today. 591-5192. The website, lorisells.ca. Back with more of Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick of Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc. After this. You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Patrick with me from Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc. Laurie, let's gossip. <laughs> I want to gossip. I want to talk gossip. Come on. Yeah. What realtors are saying behind your back. Yes. <laughs> well, you guys talk. We do talk. I know you talk. We talk. We talk about you. <laughs> so uh, I was at a function recently. It was a top producer function. So, so the agents there were, you know, fairly high numbers agents who are doing business. They've got, uh, you know, a lot of clients, buyers and sellers. They're active agents. So when agents get together, what do they talk about? Real estate. <laughs> yeah. We talk about real estate and, and there's there's a lot of networking that goes on behind the scenes that, that clients don't see. Mm-hmm. You know, at these functions, it's it's what what have you got coming? Or I've got this listing over here. Can you help me with this one? And that sort of thing, because I'm looking to see, I've got, I know I've got a buyer coming that wants to look here. Well, who's got something coming up? Or if the, you're struggling with selling a listing and and you know that he has another agent has a similar one. You know, what's, what's your client saying about price? What's your feedback been? We always want to know what each other's feedback's been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the, the topic uh, I noticed, the first one came up a lot was, how do you get your sellers to reduce? Mm. How do you get them to reduce? And, and significantly enough that it matters. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're just inching down in this market and there's a lot of inventory like yours around you, you're not standing out. You know, you have to get a good haircut to, to stand out if you're a seller and you've been sitting on the market for a long period of time and there's a lot of inventory like yours, if you don't do something, you're not going to get anywhere, right? Sellers will often say, well, I'm not going to give it away. Well, right now you're sitting there not making anything off of it. Mm-hmm. There's no sales, so you're not getting anything. But if you reduce it, you have a chance of getting something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you hired an agent for a reason, obviously, and your particular agent, you follow their advice. And if they're telling you, we have to reduce and in a a big enough quantity to grab the attention of the buyers and the other agents. It's tough to listen, even if you've had the conversation before, and good agents will have that conversation before they take a listing, and when they're taking that listing about, hey, you know, here's our estimate of market value, but we may have to reduce, depending on what the reaction is, 
People still don't want to hear it. They still don't like to hear it. It's bad news, and nobody yeah. likes to get or give bad news. But that's our job if it's required. And so if I'm giving you bad news, it's not because I want to. It's mm-hmm. because you need to hear the truth. Here's been our feedback. Or maybe we're not even getting a lot of showings. That tells you something, too. We have to reduce. And when we reduce, I'm not saying that we're going to be flooded with offers. We might have to reduce again. Mm-hmm. Because if you motivated and you want to get the house sold, that's what you have to do. Buyers set the prices when they come in and think it's a good buy, it's a good price, then you'll get an offer. A home is worth what a buyer will pay. Exactly. What a buyer's willing to pay in this particular market, at any particular time, that's what it's worth. That's all it's worth. Mm-hmm. Now, great if you have competing buyers right after you list and you get a great price for your home, but when you don't, you have to constantly reevaluate. I wonder if part of it too is because the, the market is cyclical. You know, it goes up, it goes down, it's a buyer's it's market, fluid. it's a seller's market, it's, it's you know, it's yeah. always and ever changing. And I wonder if this cycle of people many of the people in the cycle right now who are selling i wonder when they bought you know was it at or near the peak of the market when it peaked before was it you know and now they've had oh we've we've had two kids or two more kids we, we need, need more bigger, space or now we you know those types of things where they they need to make a change and then all of a sudden they go well wait a minute i paid this amount for it you know 10 years ago or 12 years ago what? Yeah, it's funny you say that. There was one agent who said, every time I get a call from a seller and they say, they bought in 2013, I think, oh, you know, and then, you know, you go, you, you find out what they paid for it and think, I don't know if I can get you that now. Mm-hmm. So you might lose some money. Now, of course, it all depends on, you know, what have you done to the home? Yeah, is it, oh, for sure. You know, the current market isn't, doesn't matter really when you bought it, but it does if you bought it at a high, at mm-hmm. a peak, like you say, and then now we're a little flatter. Things look like they're, they're looking up. But, you know, if you go back to what I was speaking of before, when we were going through 25, 30 houses and three of them were really good for that price range, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of inventory sitting there overpriced for 90, 120 days. If you're sitting there that long and you're not getting any offers, the good houses you're priced along with are selling around you. This should be quite obvious to you when I come to you and say, we need a big reduction here to compete. Do you wonder sometimes if you see homes that have been on the market that long if the sellers aren't really motivated i think they're not motivated sometimes they're hanging on because they want to get their price well you're not getting your price and while you're hanging on not getting your price you're not getting anything Mm -hmm. you're just sitting there taking up time if they're vacant it makes no sense to me a lot of times because you're carrying this house you've moved on it's costing you money now and you're still kind of stubbornly holding on well i want to get this for it well you're not getting it and the the amount of money you've spent carrying it you've now lost more you know and Mm -hmm. time is money your time should be worth something carrying this and the stress of it and looking after it instead of reducing it to get it sold and move on what are the carrying costs every month? Is there still a mortgage on it? Yeah, mortgage, taxes. You know, even if it's mortgage-free. You've got utilities. Taxes, you've got you, you know some sort of utilities you have to maintain. You have some sort of insurance you have to keep on. The mm-hmm. There is a cost. You've got to have somebody look fixed. after it. Yeah. yeah. And it's I'm, there, guaranteed. Buyers will say this, too. When, when they're looking at a listing and it's been on for 200-plus days, they want to know why. That's mm-hmm. the first question. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, generally, it's price. Well, Pretty much always it's priced because they're not priced for the condition. They're not priced for the market and it's sitting there. If there's some oddity about the house, you can still compensate for that with price. Mm -hmm. You just have to make it attractive enough for the buyers in the current market. And so it was just kind of a lesson after going through all these houses that I thought a lot of them were overpriced and then sitting with other agents, they're having the same problems. You know, they're going to their sellers and if the sometimes the seller can't afford it. They they just can't. They'll be underwater. Yeah, they'll be underwater. And I mean, we've all had sellers that have lost money recently. I Mm -hmm. mean, they bought at a high market. They've had to move. 
they've lost money and it's unfortunate, but they took the hit and they moved. Mm. It, it, you know, the ones that are sitting here are just kind of holding on because they think, well, that's what I should get for my house. That's what I think it's worth. That's what you told me we should list at. Mm. When, when we listed, maybe that was uh, my advice at the time or a range, but now we've been on the market. Now we've had feedback and 10 more houses have come on the market. You have to be able to adapt. And adjust as you go on. Feedback is key. It's absolutely key. So you have to listen to it. I mean, if you're hearing over and over and over again, price, price. Mm-hmm. Then it's the price. something else. <laughs> How do you have that conversation? Well, you have to be just very forthright. You have to say, and plus you have to give them the comps. Okay, here's the date we listed. Since then, this is what has listed. Since then, this is what has sold. It's sold, and it yeah. is price. And it is price. And oftentimes, uh, I'll go a step further, and I'll talk to the agents that sold those houses, and especially if they showed my house, why'd you pick that house over yep. my house? Yeah, what was the difference? Why, yeah. why, why, why make that choice? And they're very frank, because we're talking about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll, they'll tell me exactly why. I'm going back to my seller with that, and I'm giving it to them verbatim for the most part. So well, you need to hear it. I mean, other agents are going to be you know, pretty straightforward and honest because they're going to be asking you the same question. Same question. In many, in many cases, down the line. So you're all kind of helping each other out in a sense, because if you've got someone who's selling a home and you've got a buyer, you want to figure out a way to make the transaction work. Yeah, we want to put you. We want to put them together. So yeah. I want your honest feedback, and I appreciate it. I don't like hearing it sometimes, and I'm mm-hmm. sure the seller doesn't, but I want it, and I'm going to give it to the seller that was the same way too. And I know it's more personal for them because it's their home. It's also my job to get you moving on and out of this home if that's what you want to be. Mm-hmm. And so. I'm going to have to give it to you straight, take the advice, and make the tough decision. How many agents can't give it straight to their clients? A lot can't. They sugarcoat it a little bit. They're being nice. Well, I'm nice glad is you, good. I'm, I'm glad you're nice with me, anyway. <laughs> I try to deliver it nicely, but it's, you know, iron fist Still, in the sometimes. velvet glove, right? <laughs> Great chat with you again, Lori. You too, Dave. Looking to buy or sell, turn the key. Call Lori today, 591-5192. The website, lorisells.ca. This has been Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick of Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc.